All right, welcome to another episode of the Big Blue Report featuring Jonathan Casillas. We are back from our Thanksgiving break, and that guy over there, that's the two-time, two-time Super Bowl winning Jonathan Casillas. He's also been a defensive captain in New York Giants. And our special analyst below, Big Daddy D, Ryan Darlington. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting to use that nickname on the air for two and a half weeks. I've been waiting for you to use it's it. it. Great. Yeah, he's here. We're talking everything New York Giants football. And boys, uh, we have not talked since the uh, since the Lions game before the Lions game, and obviously the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, and not the well, is that what they say? Not the finest hours for the New York Football Giants. Uh, the last two games, sort of on a two game skid right now, heading into a, a game on Sunday against a very hot Washington Red. Oh, was Washington Redskins, Washington Commanders, oh Dave. Watch uh, it. I'm now the, the angry tweets <laughs> and uh, the activate groups are now going to boycott the podcast because I, I said Washington Redskins. Um, so uh, I apologize to all the Native Americans who have listened to the show. Uh, with all that being said, the commanders are hot coming in and they're doing it without Carson Wentz. And, you know, we were texting each other a little bit during the last two weeks. And, you know, JC, you texted to us. You don't see the Giants winning a lot more games. And the more I sort of really look at back at the last two games and I sort of just really really took a sobering look at this team. I, I, I sort of agree with you. I don't know if they're going to win many more games. And Ryan made a great point before we started the show that they're getting a lot of guys back, but you need to put points on the board and you can't run your defense into the ground. And I think that's sort of the way they're going to have to win right now is your defense is going to have to really control what the other team is doing. And you can just get whatever points you can out of the offense. Yeah, hundred percent. They they are hitting the rough patch of the season, which we've alluded to before. We've talked about this before. We 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 knew what was coming on the horizon, and now it's here, and they're stumbling into it. Yes, they're getting healthy, but performance wise, they haven't performed well, basically since well even before Houston. But the Houston game was the only like real game that they did decent um, in the last month, and. Ever since then, they haven't really looked good. Saquon hasn't looked good, which is, I feel like, man, that's that's tough to say right now when he was the best running back in the league for the first seven, eight weeks of the season. And now it's like, wow, is is he hurt? You know, is something going on, which I don't think it is. But, you know, I don't, I don't like that they don't try to force feed him. Like, there's a lot of things that I'm not – I'm taking a lot of negatives away from these last few games. But then, of course, the positive, the most important positive is that they're getting healthy. Right, they got Evan Neal coming back, Azudu's coming back. You got uh, uh, Aziz Ojalari coming back. I think Bellinger might be practicing. He might be coming back, which is huge. Bellinger is a very underrated guy. He's yeah, he's young, he's young, but he did a lot of things very early on for the New York Giants this year in the run game with with very serious blocking, solid blocking at that position. Then also in the passing game, adding a couple of receiving touchdowns for Daniel Jones. Now they got those guys back, but. With all that being said, this is the rough patch of the season. They got the Commanders twice in the next three weeks, and they also got the Philadelphia Eagles in between. And then looking at the Commanders, the Commanders have the Giants, a bye week, and the Giants. I've never heard of that before. I've never seen that happening <laughs> before, where you play a team twice with a bye week in between, like in three weeks. I I, I never heard of that. I don't think that is good for the Giants at all. Mm. I guess I have more of an opti optimistic appraisal of the situation, right? I mean, I, I, I know that uh, things have been a little rocky over the course of the last few weeks. And, and quite frankly, 
I wasn't all that upset that we didn't have to come on here and talk about the the Detroit game because <laughs> that shit was ugly. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I think really the fact that we not just that we're getting healthy, but where are we getting healthy? Right. We're getting healthy on the offensive line. And in every game that I've seen, one of the primary reasons why we can't get Saquon going, why we can't give Daniel enough time to go down the field is that the offensive line has been like Swiss cheese. It's just been really rough go. We lost Bredesen. We lost to Zadu. We lost Neil. We lost Feliciano. We're getting all of those guys back. Mm -hmm. And the last time that we did actually have success on the ground is when we were able to stack eight in the box. We were able to actually put literally seven and eight linemen on the line, almost running a goal line at the 30 yard line. Right. And we can do that again now. Right. If we know going in that we are a running team and we are going to, um, give ourselves that moniker if we're going to say okay we are the giants we are a run first team that's how we're going to score points randy you were talking about how do you score points well we as an offense we've made our bread and butter all season with the short pass the the crossing routes uh trickery and running the ball um and so if we're able to come up with a little bit more trickery i haven't seen much of that from mike kafka over the course of the last few weeks i'd love to see a little bit more of it if we're allowing daniel to use his feet i know he, he doesn't know how to not take a hit and that makes me nervous but we do need his his legs as a weapon and if we're able to get saquon going by giving him a better run blocking experience i think we actually have a shot i think we have a shot against the commanders i think we have a pretty good shot against um uh, indianapolis not so sure about, you know, we're going to have to see what Philadelphia looks like when we play them for the first time, right? Uh, we know what they are. We know they're going to be hard to stop, but I don't know. I, I think I see us coming out with at least, I'd say two or three more wins on the season. And, and, I, got, I, and I got to throw something out here too. Um, you know, you're, you're bringing up the point about the offensive line, about giving Daniel more time to throw and Saquon space to run. But the four losses that the Giants have, Daniel had thrown the ball more than 30, 31 times. Right. But what kind of throws was he trying to make? But, but, right? here's, but, but my thing is, though, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, Ryan. I no, apologize. I really appreciate you. Always, I always appreciate you doing here. And I always love the way you're keeping me in line. And I, and especially with my Daniel Jones bashing. I'm, I'm not trying to be a Daniel Jones bashing. We're going to fight. <laughs> oh, shit, shit's going to get real. I'm going to take my grills out. We're going to go. Um, <laughs> the simple fact of the matter, though, is in the four losses, though, Daniel's been throwing the ball for over, over 30 times. When he's been able to manage the game and he's been using his feet and get, obviously getting the running game going, the team has had more success with the less throws that he's made. Now, I'm not again, you know, the simple fact of the matter is Daniel Jones just like he just might be a really good game manager and helping facilitate the ball to, to for between Brita and Barkley and finding a Slayton down the field, obviously, because they have a deep, a deep threat. Okay, we know that they don't have a deep threat. So he's doing a good job of managing the game. Detroit and Dallas both said the same thing. We're going to stop Saquon and we're going to let Daniel beat him, beat us with his arm and his feet. And they haven't been able to do it. And Daniel hasn't been able to do that uh, once this Actually, he's only been able to throw the ball over 30, 30 times and get one win this year. And that was against Carolina. Mm -hmm. Every other time he's been throwing the ball that many times, whether the passes are accurate or not, it hasn't been very successful for the Giants. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I, I have a couple, just a, a thought about that, though. I mean, I'd be interested to go back and watch the games and see how many of those throws he made under duress, right? How many of those, 
how many of those times that he dropped back did he actually have a clean pocket to throw from or is he just trying to you know escape with his life right and i have the feeling that if you look at it more often than not the guy's trying to make something happen with uh with no protection without a pocket around him we- and, and also <laughs> the the guys that he's throwing the ball to downfield you know i think you know, the O-line being, you know, a kind of recurring theme in Daniel Jones' career, right? Yeah. But then also that wide receiver position. You know, like we we talked about this before. Slayton, uh, we like him. We do. But he doesn't install fear in no one's defense, you know, and that's a problem. And if, if he's the top guy and he doesn't make people fearful, then that's a bad it's a yep. bad thing. You need somebody to threaten you deep. The Giants have not had that all season long. And, of course, teams have been figured them out. But they were able to kind of be productive, even though they pack in the box, because the 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 thought that they can possibly stretch the ball down the field, which the Giants can possibly do, but there's not a real threat. Right. You know, it's like even if Jones is protected, who is he throwing the ball to on a consistent ba- basis? Right. Yep. Yes, you have Slayton, and Slayton is a big play guy. He he can catch a big play touchdown. He can also catch something shallow and take it to the house. But still, with all that being said, he doesn't install fear. I'm not fearful of him if I'm a defensive coordinator, if I'm yep. a linebacker, if I'm a safety. He doesn't install fear in the teams. You know who does? Saquon. But when you when you have uh, you know a guy like like Saquon, you can put eight to ten guys in the box and then say, hey. How you like us now? Because it's not right. one-on-one tackles anymore. It's one or two guys that are free on defense every single play, let alone the guys that are actually getting off blocks where the play is hitting. So it it, it definitely handcuffs the Giants, and now you're seeing it play play out in fruition because now you're playing teams that are fighting for something in December, which is the Giants have been, spoke, been, been very uh, outspoken about playing in meaningful games in December, which is mm-hmm. what you all want to be playing. But everybody you play, minus the Colts, right, is a they're playing for the playoffs. And I don't yep. know, the, the, the Colts are not out the playoffs quite yet, but maybe when we get there. But every single other team are fighting for their playoff lives. And then you look at the commanders, when you look at those, you got to give that top wildcard spot to the Cowboys. Those mm-hmm. other two spots – that those are the spots that the Giants and the Commanders are fighting for. Yep, it's not going to be four teams at the NFC East just because we have the Commanders coming up in the, in the next three weeks and also the Eagles. So somebody from the NFC East is out. Mm-hmm. Not all four. Right now they saying right. all four is in now. All four is not going to make it. Right, and it's yep. basically between the Commanders and the Giants. And both teams, because the Giants are only a half game up. Both teams have their futures in their hands because you play that team that's right next to you that can fight for that spot. So you have it in your hands. And the thing is, what's so crazy, Randy, right now, with a little bit of help, the Giants can be the number. They can win a division. Yep. Yeah. With a little bit of help, if they sweep the rest of the games and they sweep the Eagles, they sweep the, the, the commanders, the Giants can win a division with a little bit of help. And that blows my mind right now because they can also not make it to the playoffs. I was gonna and, say, you know, uh, that's that's more than a little bit of help, brother. That's I, I was gonna say. Of, I, was gonna say that's like, I don't know if you have any of these over there, but what's in it? <laughs> if we do but that, no, we're going but to it's AC a possibility. And, we're the night of it. and the reason why I say that is because no one thought that the Giants would be here. And right. even sitting at seven four, losing the last three sure. out of four, we're playing with If they money. run the table, which, like I said, that's very, very small chance <laughs> of that happening, but it's still a possibility. Sure. Which means you're playing meaningful games in December. 
and, yep. and I and I got to point out one thing too. We were talking about Darius Slayton being the number one option. Uh, he's only had one game where he was targeted double digits, uh, and he hasn't had a hundred yard game receiving this year. Yep. He had a ninety five re- yard receiving game against Houston. Yep, uh, and he's only got two touchdowns for the season. So, That's, yep. I mean, I, I, I know, I know what you're going to say. Obviously, it's by committee. Right now, they're paying seventy two million dollars to Kenny Galladay to not be the number one option. Yep. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that's <laughs> not the kind of offense we run. It's just yeah. not right. It's but, it's small contributions from a lot of people. Right. <laughs> I, I know every time we we bring up Kenny Galladay and his contract, the three of us have to snicker a little bit. But it, you lose Wandell Robinson. That's you know, killer. Rich Richie James got concussed in Seattle. He hasn't looked the same since. When when he when he got that touchdown against Dallas, he made it seem like it was the most strenuous touchdown in the history of touchdowns. <laughs> you made okay. a hell of a catch on against against Dallas, yeah, though. Give him like credit. Give him credit. A little bit of credit for Richie. I, I, I remember on the game on Thursday, he caught a first down, and you saw his legs like flying in the air. I just like <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, he just made that first down look really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> That getting those first downs in the NFL, especially on Thanksgiving, really difficult, aren't they, Richie James? They're but, hard to know. come by, especially with this Giants team. You know, yeah. like they're going to be hard to come by, especially with these defenses that the Giants are going to be facing the next three weeks. But what, happened, what? But, I'm sorry, but what? But what happened to David Sills? Yeah, what, like, he, he just he's been, fell off the face of the yeah, earth. You know, th- yeah. you know, these are the types of things too. You know, you're you're calling up like you walk into that receiver room, JC. I guarantee you, if you go to the facility tomorrow and walk into the wide receiver room, everyone wears a name tag because there's a different face in there every single week. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is. Yeah, yeah my name. Hello, yeah. my name is. <laughs> That's oh, right. Okay. I, I, oh, I, I, you weren't you weren't here yesterday. Well, they still got the tape on the front of their helmets. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that that scene from that movie uh, Invincible. Uh, you spelled my name wrong in my locker. Does it really matter? You're not going to be here too long. <laughs> What's the NFL stand for? Not for long. Not, yeah, for, not long. for long. Not uh-huh. for long. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry, Ryan. Make a point. I apologize. That's all right. No, no, no. It's all good. I, you know what? The, we, we're talking a lot about what we can't do, right? What, what's, what the glaring issues are. But I, I think it is important to note that we have added some pieces that, if and when they really start fitting into place the way they're supposed to, they can be pretty good. Cager has not been a disappointment as a receiving tight end. We get Ballinger back. We've now got two weapons as tight ends from a receiving standpoint. We've got th- those are two guys that are line that linebackers are going to have to pay attention to, which draws that second level in. Um, you know, we, we've got Hodgins, uh, who is relatively new to the whole thing, but he's a big guy. And he's if been we, playing very well, he's too. He's been playing very well. And if he can get up the field, right, then now we've got two deep threats, right? Um, I, I think every team that we play is focusing on, and rightfully so, they're focusing on Saquon. Randy, to your point, it's if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with, with Daniel Jones, right? But, I mean, as fragile as the receiving core has been, I think Daniel's got the ability to make that happen uh, if the if he's got protection and if he's got somebody to throw it to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that too. And it's, you know, it's, it's a shame though. Like the giants just didn't have any money in the off season. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they were very limited about where they can spend their money and what they can do. Um, and I liked, I really liked what Dable and, and the management staff did. They went back to Buffalo and they were picking up guys who were familiar with the offense, who can help yep. the guys who they had. And I think yep. that's that's a very this this management staff is whatever's going on on the field. Uh, 
JC and Ryan, whatever's going on in the field. And I know that I'm being super critical about a lot of different things. The one thing you're not going to hear me say one negative thing about is the coaching and the front office for how, how they were able to put this team together and the veterans that they were bringing in to help the younger guys understand what the system is. Win, lose, or draw this season, whether they make the playoffs, whether they win the division, as JC was mentioning, again, I got to know what he's drinking. I got to have some of that. Um, I, I, Whatever happens, the foundation and the culture has been laid out saying Mm -hmm. no matter what happens, no matter who you are, whether you're Kansas City, Baltimore, the Jacksonville Jaguars, or whoever you are, if you're going to play the New York Giants, you're going to get 60 minutes of a fight. And I think that is the most important telling part of this season, and that's the real win of the season. Mm -hmm. We make the playoffs. It's a bonus. You win seven, eight games this year and miss the playoffs. Hey, the foundation has landed uh, and has been laid out. And now you have to really decide who are your franchise guys? Are Saquon and Daniel the guys you're going to invest the money in? Or are you going to go out there and hit free agents? Or are you going to maybe even trade them for assets to keep building for the future? But like JC said two weeks ago, the front office might be playing for a couple of years from now, but the players are playing for now. And mm-hmm. you know, Ryan and I were talking about there. JC, when you guys had the tough season in 2017, and even in 2015 too, with Coughlin's last year, and knowing on how that season sort of um, it had a promising start, but sort of spiraled a little bit. How did you guys keep it together in the locker room? Well, you rely on your leaders. You know, you Eli. You know, one of the greatest. Uh, uh, players to ever come out of the New York Giants organization who I ran into today. It was good to see him when I was in a facility. It was good to see him and Sean O'Hara. But you rely on your leaders, right? You rely on the guys who's been there before, the guys that's been around for a while, you know, the guys that are working every single day, the guys that are providing for their family and know how to get stuff done. And the thing is, when I look at the Giants, who are those guys? You know, like maybe you got some some guys in the defensive line room being, you know, uh, Leah Williams, you know, but like, who else is out there? You know, like Jalen Smith has some, you know, experience, but he's new in the locker room. You know, like you have to figure out all these things because at the end of the day, there's times of 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 controversy, and that's what the Giants are in right now. And you got to look to guys who stay composed, who stay, you know, true to true to the game, and really continue to put forth that effort every single day in practice. And they show other guys like, man, if he's still doing it, I got to do it too. And I don't really see. It was a plethora of guys for us, for the New York Giants, you know, myself being one of them, Dominique Rogers, Camardi being one of them, you know, guys like Eli, Zach Diossi, you know, guys that has been around the league with a lot of experience that are not, not scared to be vocal and, and kind of spread that message. Right. And I just like I said, I look at this roster. I don't really see those guys like that. And if I if they are there, who are they, Randy? I don't really know who they are. You know, and it's funny too. I walk into the locker room and I, I go to uh, O'Shea Zimenez and I go to Darius Slayton and I go to some of those guys who've been there since 2019. And I ask them, how does it feel to now be on the other side where you're winning games after being around this team, losing games? And, you know, it's for them, they said, it's, it's a great feeling to be there, but they, they want more, you know, Zimenez, Zimenez was buried under the Joe Judge regime. He didn't. He didn't play. And you go back. He has a lot of healthy scratches when mm-hmm. he, when when Joe Judge was here, and he has become a heavy contributor on this team. Right around the time where his contract is coming up, too, they have some decisions to make. You know, we talk about the success of this team, and we talk about how this how management is solid. 
JC, there's a lot of contracts coming up. Just like you went through in 2017, when you know there's this dramatic shift coming in management and everyone's a little worried about their jobs, you know, nothing is given in the NFL. Yeah, it stands for not not for long, right? Well, not for, not for long. Earlier. That's, yeah. the truth. That's the truth for the matter, you know, and we, we talked all year, literally all year about extending Daniel Jones, extending Saquon Barkley. Like I knew in the back of my head, like they're not doing anything during the season, especially yeah. when the, the season is so backloaded. You know, with basically the division coming right now. You know, yep. you, you finished with, with Dallas on, on Thanksgiving, which was, you know, a, a huge game and a, and, a, and a huge loss for the Giants. You get swept by the Cowboys again, you know, and, they, uh, they, you know, having beaten Dak in like the, the last nine games that they played against Dak Prescott, which is like, you know, he owns the Giants, man. Like, for real, like we, they haven't beaten them since I was there. or, or It's been a yeah. long time. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's it been won, a very long time, and I've been retired win. for a while. One, <laughs> one win, one win since 2016. Right, and and it's it's been a long time, and now you're you're going into teams that also have your number. Maybe not the Commanders, but the Eagles do. The Eagles, they 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 hand Giants L's all the time. So my thing is, I don't want to really look too much big picture, Randy. We like to look big picture. Let's look at let's look at Washington. Let's look at what the Giants can do to beat this Washington Commander team, football team, whatever team that they're going to be. You know who the guy is that leads them? He's the only guy that can actually win at quarterback, whatever team is playing, which is Taylor Heineke. He's maybe not the greatest of quarterbacks, and yeah, he takes risks, but those guys believe in him. They believe in him. He's buying guys Jordans. He's he's buying the old line Jordans and tight ends Jordans. Oh, like, there it bro, is. Let me tell yeah. you there something. There it is. There That's it is. The secret, <laughs> the secret to let me, success. Let me tell you something. You know, when you you go do your job, right? You yeah. you don't expect anything, you know. But like, man, you get some Jordans, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like that give you a little more extra incentive not to play better. But to fight for this guy. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? To go fight for this guy. Because you're going to try to play your hardest. You're going to try to go out and do the best for yourself, for your family, for your guys around you. But now you 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 might do a little bit extra with this guy that you know is really going out, out at bat for you. And, and that's what I think they have over there in Washington. That's why they're surging the way they are. Yeah, their, their team is very talented. They got two talented running backs. They got one of the better receivers in the NFL and Terry McLaurin and their defense is solid. They're getting Chase Young back, which is scary. I was just about to bring up Chase Young. <laughs> oh man. You know, so they have this collective and they have this collective uh, 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 roster that's pretty talented. Now you got a guy who's maybe, let's say he's average quarterback, but because your team is pretty much a solid team around you and they're playing motivated, they're playing confident and they're playing with continuity. That's a dangerous team in December. And that's what you're facing right now. Does it sound at all like a team that we might know of? <laughs> they have them believing, right? The same, Indeed. the same, the same belief that the giants had the first seven games of the season is what the commanders are, are trading in now. Right. Um, maybe they've got, Maybe he's not the, the best quarterback in the league, <clears throat> right? But he's somebody that can get the job done, right? And maybe they're not completely stacked all the way around, but it's a hard-fighting, gritty team that now has the belief behind them. And I, and I, I do worry a little bit that uh, maybe, maybe our boys have lost a little bit of the belief having gotten their asses handed to them a couple of times over the last few weeks. Um, that said, if uh, – and, and again, this is another – this is another 
uh, test, not only for the players, but for the coaching staff as well. Are you able to get your guys believing again after they've gotten beat up a couple of times? You know, and it's funny too, you know, obviously the big, the big acquisition for them was Carson Wentz this year. Yep. And Carson has, I like, you almost feel bad for Carson. Yeah, I gotta. Because after everything he went through and fell almost. Yeah. Yeah, almost. Everything that almost. he went through from Philadelphia, he's leading the team. He goes down. Nick Foles takes him to a Super Bowl. The following season, he gets his job back, gets hurt again. Nick Foles almost <laughs> takes him back to the Super Bowl. And then he loses. And then he goes to the Colts and they just miss the playoffs by a game. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. it's poor, poor Carson Wentz. But the one thing that really says to me um with Washington is this is a Juan Rivera team. The, the, they play gritty on defense. They, they do what they have to do on offense to succeed. And Chase Young is a monster. And the mm-hmm. fact that they're getting him back now. And, and like JC said, they trust Heineken. Mm-hmm. They they trust him. And, that, and some, you don't need to have a superstar quarterback. You have to have a guy that you believe in and trust. Look, look, look you hear the same thing about the Jets. They don't trust Zach Wilson. Right. In In a lot of ways, it's about respect. Yeah. Right? And and that JC, I think this is another thing that you were talking about with the leadership element. Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to kind of get behind as a leader? It's going to be somebody that you respect, either through longevity or ability or fire or whatever it's going to or be. Jordans. Or Jordans, <laughs> right? Whatever it takes. But somehow or other, you have to earn the guy's respect. And listen, Ron Rivera is no joke. He knows how to yeah. He knows how to make players play. He knows how to get the best out of his folks. He's had a pretty rough run over the course of the last number of years. Um, But I mean, he's, he's finally got this team in a position where they're winning games and they're starting to believe. And that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. And not only that too, but JC, you've been a defensive captain for this New York giants team that shows a lot of trust in you. And that Mm -hmm. shows a respect that you're going to lead those guys out to the field of battle and do everything you can scratch claw to win. So yeah, and 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 you we, you spoke about Ron Rivera, but Ron Rivera has coached in the NFL for a very long time. Yeah. He's been a head coach yeah. for a very long time. And yeah. on the Giants side, you got a yeah. really young rookie yeah. head coach who, yeah, he started off very hot. But Ron Rivera went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Taylor Heineke played a playoff game against Tom Brady. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like these guys have some experience along with talent, and they've been through the fire. They're forged, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I'm like. I, I said this before, the commanders months ago, the commanders aren't as bad as you think. They're not. And 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 I I covered a Heineke game against the Giants last year. The guy got talent. He has talent. And he may not be the most talented guy. He's like a, a, a gunslinger, though. He's gonna go yeah. after he's gonna go after yeah. you. He's not gonna be scared to throw the ball downfield. Yeah, he might make some mistakes, but he's the type of quarterback that throw that throw an interception and go ahead and make the tackle. You know, that's the type of guy Taylor Heineke is. You know, and that's a guy that I want to play for him. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to play for Daniel Jones, but I'm just telling you how the morale and the psyche right now of this commander's team, the reason why they won the six of the last seven and the reason why they're going to come in to the, to New Jersey and they think they're going to beat the crap out of New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And if the New York Giants don't play their A game, they're going to do so. And what I don't like about the last game that I watched, right, we talked about Saquon, how good he is, right, and how he's like basically the heartbeat of the New York Giants. And everything goes through him. When he's on and he's running, the whole team looks better. That's just the truth. Mm -hmm. He got 11 carries last week. Mm -hmm. 11. Yeah. Yeah, So this is my thing. Maybe it's not working early, right? 
But what did the Tennessee Titans do? Tennessee Titans, they force feed Derrick Henry. Sure, it's body if shots. He's, if he's not getting seven, eight yards of carry, he's only getting two or three. Okay, cool. We, yeah. We're only going to give him 11 in the first half. Right. <laughs> we're going to go back to him in the third. Sure. And if he's only getting two or three, they have the confidence that he's going to break one. He's mm-hmm. going to break a couple. He's going to start imposing his will. The Giants gave up on Saquon. So they why would they do, do that. that, though? Why Why do you think that is? I mean, is it is it because? It, I, I don't know, because they just gave him 35 carries. Yeah. So he showed that he can handle it. And, and look, I'm hoping after this long extended break, you basically got two bye weeks in three weeks, right, mm-hmm. with the, the Giants having this extended break after this Thanksgiving game. So you almost got like a mini bye, and guys are getting healthy. Please give the ball to Saquon at least 30 times. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And and listen, I, I have to believe, you know, you you think about and we're of course not in the we're not in the room, right? We don't we don't know exactly what's going through the coach's head, but I have to believe that the reason you don't give your your star running back the ball is because you don't think he's got a line in front of him to protect him. You don't think he's got a line in front of him that can make the holes that he needs to run through. I don't know why they didn't do more sweeps, why they didn't do more screens, you know, counters, that kind of stuff. We didn't see any of it, but I'm, I'm a little bit heartened by the fact that I'm sounding like a broken record here, fellas, and I'm sorry about that, but I'm heartened by the fact that we are getting so much of our line back, and it'll be very, very interesting to see if we see more involvement in the run game, given the fact that we've got our guys back. I mean, we, we taped this thing together with duct tape and bubble gum. Yep, yep. You you put Evan Neal and Bellinger. I'm just speaking about those two guys in particular because when they oh, went down, huge step up. The huge run step. game basically fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, besides the the Texans game, right? The, it fell off the face of the earth, and and you got one of the guys who you know I'm talking about Saquon, and then also Daniel Jones. You throw him in there as well. Where you know week six, week seven, the Giants are sitting at six and one, and mm-hmm. they're like, man, the Giants got a rushing one-two punch, mm-hmm. and Saquon Barkley being the best running back in the league, he was averaging the most yards per game, and then you had Daniel Jones who was coming off of a hundred-yard rushing performance with two mm-hmm. touchdowns, like you know, and then all of a sudden, like Daniel Jones not running no more, the yep. Giants aren't giving the ball to say dries up. Daniel Jones is throwing the ball more. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, guys, Kafka, I understand. In the early in the season, you wanted to mix it up and do different things, but after the bye week, you gave Saquon 35 carries. You gave the team 47 total carries. I thought that was, hey, we're officially a running team. This right. is what we decided we are. And if you decide that you do that, you stick to it. You don't yeah. run the ball. You don't run the ball 11 times with your best player, possibly the best running back in the league. You don't do that. You don't right. do it. But but I'm going to add one thing here, too. You're talking that about Saquon. You look at the losses of the season. Dallas at the Meadowlands, 14 carries. You look at the Seattle game. He only had 20 carries for 53 yards. You look at the Detroit game, 15 carries for 22 yards. Uh, the game on Thursday night, 11 carries for 39 yards. The wins, you look at the wins, it's all in the mid to upper 20s. Yep. I, I, I take, I'll take take a 20-carry game and Saquon only has 45 yards. That's like, all right, we tried to give him the ball 20 times. He's only averaging two yards a carry. Okay, this is not working. But yeah. eleven, and he's averaging three point five. Yeah, that means he break a twenty yarder. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, he's at four and a half yards a carry. You yeah. know what I mean? Which he's very capable of doing. Saquon ain't lose a step since those thirty five carries. He's the same guy, mm-hmm. and now he's fresh after the bye. You got some help. Feed the beast. Feed this guy. He's a guy that gets going, and he's playing hard at the end of the games. And he's a guy that he's a Saquon is is a big thick. Lower body running right. back. He runs behind his pads now. Last year, maybe two years ago, 
He was more of a dancer. Mm -hmm. Remember how Rashad Jennings used to be? Kind of like dancing behind the line a little bit. He ain't yeah. doing that no, no. more. No, He's a guy not. that's going to abuse the run, the, uh, yeah. whoever's trying to stop the run. Lineman, linebacker, safety. And then also he can make you miss, hit you with a stiff arm, and he has breakaway speed. He has the whole package. Please. Focus him. on him. Use him. Use him. Yeah. And, and and not only that, but then you can also run some different packages and have him and Brita on the on the field at the same time. And Brightwell as well. I was I was, was pleasantly well. surprised to see him in there. I mean, that's yeah, a third it's, head. It's a I'm, you know, and it's in it's highly unlikely that he's coming. But you know, JC, you're familiar with Odell and what the mindset of probably what he's going through right Ooh. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, guy, he, he, vis he visited with the Giants today, um, reportedly, and he's going to meet with Dallas. He's also going to meet with Buffalo. Highly unlikely uh, that I, I, don't, I just can't see him coming back here. Um, I, I think, but man, if the Giants can just get something out of Galladay, and maybe something more out of Sills, it it helps it help open Saquon up a little bit, and it makes defenses play a little bit more honestly. You know, yeah. And that's, you got two guys that that are legit threats. You know, I say legit threats, not scary, but but legit. You know, like yeah. Galladay when he was with Detroit was a legit threat, right? Slayton right now is a threat, not scary, but a threat. Mm -hmm. But now if you got two guys on each side. Yep. That can give you something, right? And you got a guy in the backfield who can give you a lot, which is in yeah. Saquon. And then you got a big six-six tight end that's willing to break his face <laughs> playing the game of football, come back, and then go ahead and do it again. Mind you, a lot of guys that are coming back have a lot of like lower body injuries that mm. they got to get over, Aziz and 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 even Thibodeau. And I talked about his knee injury. Bellinger has no lower body injury. It's nope. his face. The guy is going to be fresh. He's going to be strong. He's, he's going to be and he's going to be angry. <laughs> he's going to be for angry. Sure. So I'm look, I'm 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 trying to be an optimist. I'm a realist though. Uh with a with a with a with a sprinkle of optimism in there, you know. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to be an optimistic person right now and say, yeah. look, the Giants have the guys right now that they've been waiting on. The guys that they needed to contribute to this team. To, to, to this team's success yes they were missing that time through the season but they have those guys back yeah the in the guys that are on ir the guys in the ir we're not talking about sterling we're not talking about wandell the guys are not getting back I'm talking about the guys right now dory uh is he he's not he's not on, is he on, he's not on ir is he it's not ir but he's, he's out but for he's not coming weeks. back anytime mm -hmm. soon. yeah i'm talking about the guys that are kind of on the bubble where they active where they you know that they, those guys they're all back now every mm -hmm. single one of those guys are back so the Giants right now are in an opportune position to go out there and jockey for a great playoff spot. One of those wild card spots is that's what the Giants want. Yes. That's where they made. That's where they win Super Bowls mm -hmm. when they win when they win the wild card. They get the yep. wild card and they wreck havoc. And they're in position to do that. But they gotta go. First of all, they cannot lose to the Commanders. I don't right. really say this is a must win. But it is. But two times in three weeks. Let me tell you something. If the Giants sweep the Commanders, they're in. Yeah. No, if they, I think, if they, I think if they, two if wins. If they get swept by the Commanders, I'm yeah, not even out. talking about the second Illy, Philly game. Nope, they're, they're done. Out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I commanders think, are everything right now. I think if they split the last six, they're automatically in. I think mm -hmm. they got to beat the Commanders twice, though. Yep. 
They have to beat them twice. If you well, if you if you split with the Commanders, you get that win against the Colts, and the Eagles are resting their guys, and you're able to get a win on the last week of the season to get in. You got to get in front of the Commanders, though, Brandy. That's what I'm trying to tell yeah. you. Yeah. Because when you look at the rest of the the division, you think Dallas has to be the the number one wild card, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you look at the the conference, the NFC as a whole. You got San Fran, right? Who you got coming out the South? The Bucks. The Bucks. Only one team is coming out the South. I don't care who it is. It's only one, right? <laughs> but the thing is, you got Seattle. Yeah. You yeah. got Seattle. So I'm- Seattle's probably going to have that other spot. I'm telling you, only three teams max are coming out of the East, not four. Right now, it sits four teams. The Giants are in right now. Also, the Commanders. One of us is going to be out. Yeah, one right- of us is out. Right now, it's it, the way it's lined up is you have the Eagles, the Vikings, the Niners, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders are seventh. And Seattle is there uh, in the eighth spot. And then the Falcons and the Lions are lingering. Mm-hmm. So, right now, we control our destiny, right? I mean, yeah. we, yeah. we and and it's gonna be it's gonna be the same thing that we've said <laughs> all year. It's gonna be the game that's in front of you. The first, yep. the, what we have to take care of is. What we have to do is take care of business on Sunday. We've got the commanders. It's a talented team that's getting hot or that's gotten hot. And we're, we're catching them right in the middle of their hot streak. And we have to shut them down. And, and, you know, we have the capability, I think with the guys that we've got coming back, JC, to your point, uh, you know, um, Bellinger's going to be fresh. We've got guys that are itching to get in there and and play their game again. Um, I think we have a shot. It's good. It's going to be tough, but I think we've got a shot. We're going to see and, what this team's really made of. That's it. That's it. And, oh, this and, last and six, it, seven games be, is going to see. I'll tell you what, the, the next three weeks would be the most telling. Yep. The, three, yep. the next three weeks, because if the Giants can go two and three. Yeah. I'm talking about going one and one with Philly. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Going one and one the next two weeks. <laughs> Let's hold on. <laughs> going one and one the next two weeks. You know, possibly because you got to win at least one against uh, at least one against Washington. Yep. And you got to get one against Philly. Like if 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 you don't win both Washington, you gotta win one against Philly, and that's how I see the Giants staying in front of Washington because that is a team. Yeah, the, the Eagles, unless they just you know lay an egg yeah. or shit the bed, they're gonna be the number one seed, right? Yep. Uh, possibly number two. Either one, they got the division locked. They yep. got the division locked, and then the Cowboys right now, who has a two game lead over us, yep. they beat us twice. They beat the New York Giants twice. They're gonna be the first wild card in. Now you start looking at those other spots. Now you look at who else is close to being a division winner. And the mm-hmm. only other team you really have is Seattle. Seattle. You got Lions being like a dark horse, right? But nobody else really besides the commanders. The commanders literally sit in the way of the Giants' playoff hopes and dreams. And I will tell you, too, the, the commanders' remaining schedule is they have the Giants this week. Then they have the, a bye week. And then they – <laughs> And, and, again. Then, and then the Giants again. Uh-huh. Then they have the San Francisco 49ers, who's playing, I think, maybe the best football in the NFL right now. They're playing right. extremely well. They have the Cleveland Browns, and then they finish out the season with the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. And so, you know, if the Cowboys are going to be locked in that spot, will they be playing their guys? Mm-hmm. Right. That, so right, that's, right, right. So that's, that's going to be a key factor, too. And then, of course, whatever Seattle's doing, Seattle's going to do. You know, sat, you know, we talk about the Giants playing with house money. Seattle's playing with house money this year sure. too. Sure. So 
it, there's there's a, right now there's a lot more questions than we have answers for. Yeah. And and that's sort of what makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, that's, I, that's why you play the games, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> look, look, I, I JC, I'm not lying to you. Ryan and I, when the schedule came out back in April, we were sitting at our favorite pizza place. We did it and twice. And we, we did it twice. We actually went through the schedule, the giant schedule twice. And we maybe said five to six wins. Six wins was the most we came up with. Yeah. Six wins was the most we came up with. And Ryan goes, we have to play the games. He's hundred percent. Right. I also want to throw another little fun fact, believe it or not. Daniel Jones, through his NFL career, he has the most wins for himself against Washington. Nice. Take okay. That. So, see? Something positive about Daniel from me. And there, there we go. go. Listen, like it's it. a good there news day. It's a good news go. day. Um, <laughs> uh, JC, I always like, always like to finish things out, besides our predictions, with you giving us a great story. And, and I think I got mine for this week from you, hopefully. Um you had a huge play during your first Super Bowl, the um, the onside kick. You got to give us some background on this. I want to know what Sean Payton said because that came right after halftime. Yeah, yeah. I, I, story time. Story, story time. time. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody knows uh, <laughs> Sean Payton, he's one for like, like he's like for in an event. You know, he's like. He like he'll build you up, you know, for an event, you know, and uh, he, he he likes to drop it on you, you know. He's like a suspense, a suspense type of guy, you know. He's a great storyteller, like one of the best ever. I have to do this real quick. I have to give my my daughter the phone real quick. Okay, okay. I've I've been trying to call her. That's why I was on mute. A second, give me one second. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. She's supposed to be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. I'm really I, looking. I'm really looking forward to Sunday, man. I'm really looking forward to this game. You should this go is, to the game. The tickets are dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. I Why have, not? Uh, well, I have, I have Tuck, and he he could give two shits. But you know, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, it'll be fun to go and just watch because that. I mean, that it's like JC said. That's our season, right? I mean, in a, in a very and real that's why way, I think you should go. Do you know how much they are? Look, go download the Game Time app. The tickets yeah. are forty bucks. <laughs> 40 bucks <laughs> go to the game man hey i'll have to get like uh i'm not getting the 40 dollars seats i had a panic attack the last time i was up in the 300s <laughs> sorry boys all good man uh, okay so this is how it went so the play was called ambush right um we ran this play every single week of the season uh during during practice and thomas morrison who was the punter he was a fifth round draft pick by the Saints. My year, we came out the same year. Good friend of mine. I went to his wedding. Loved the guy to death. I covered all his punts. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So when he would kick the ball, he would kick it basically on the side and mm -hmm. it would spin like a top, mm -hmm. like this. And the ball would go past 10 yards and then come back in practice. It was like clockwork. The guy had it down to a science. It was amazing. Never seen anything like it. We didn't do it all year, not one time, you know. So I'm. We still practice it every day, even in the playoffs. Every day, coach never said anything like, "Oh, we're gonna run it at a certain time." No, we just practice it all the time, just like other situations that we did. You know, fake punts. We did all that stuff in practice, right? We do it. We do it every single time. I think it was a Friday. We would do it, right? So we're going back and forth with Peyton Man and the Colts. We go in at halftime. Peyton busts open the door, 
Say we're running ambush. Everybody just went crazy. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> my crazy ass because I play special teams. So I'm like, yeah, like this is this is about to happen. It's about to go down. We've been practicing thing all. It's going to work. It has to work. It's been working all year. So I'm on the back side of the play. I wasn't even supposed to be involved in the play. It was front side. Chris Reese, Roman Harper, the guys that were front side, those are the guys that were supposed to recover the play. And if you watch the play, as the play happens, the ball gets kicked and it gets bounced around. And the ball is like behind Chris Reese's back, who was the guy that was supposed to recover the ball for us. So as the, the, the scrummage is happening, it's not a clean recovery. I just run over there from the backside and literally dive into the pile and end up with the ball in my hand. <laughs> I was just on it like, oh, like I got the ball. So I'm holding the ball with two arms like this on a pile and people are stepping, arms, people legs. are grabbing. Yeah. There's pe- and this is before they had the rule you couldn't pull nobody out the pile. Uh, Usama Young got his dreads pulled out the pile. <laughs> Guys are getting their legs snatched. Like, it was so much going on. It felt like I was down there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't know how long the real time was, but it felt like I was down there for 10 minutes. It was crazy. And all I, I kept on hearing was, so Sean Payton is, he, he is another level, right? Sean Payton made sure that we kicked the onside towards the Saints' sideline. So when if there was any issue, every single body that every single person on that side that the referees heard was pointing in the direction saying <laughs> white ball because we was the white we was the visiting team yeah. white ball white ball that's all I heard was a hundred people saying white ball <laughs> white ball but I didn't hear the ref say it oh no and as soon as I heard the ref say it white ball white ball blew the whistle all right get up get up that was when I let the ball go because. There was a uh, matter of fact, excuse me. That's when I knew he had it, but I didn't let the ball go until that last blue glove came off the ball. There was a blue glove on the ball. It might have been Hank Baskets. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I had it. And then as soon as that blue glove came off the ball, that's when I let the ball go. Chris <laughs> Reese, who I love to death, got up with the ball and it looked like he was the one that recovered it, right? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on to the I didn't know like the 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 ramifications of him actually standing up with the ball, the ball instead of me standing up with the ball right so when when the, when time went on I love Chris Reese Chris Reese wrote a book about recovering the fumble and I'm like bro you like almost <laughs> lost it for us bro like I'm the one that recovered it bro you know but but like Look, I love Chris Reed. And if it wasn't for him, it would have not been possible. If it wasn't for me, it would have not been possible. Like, that's just what, the, that's just the truth of the matter. You know, I, but like, I, I, I still regret that I didn't get it with that ball. I don't have yeah, a was... lot of regrets in my life. <laughs> that but one. I regret that I got it. I let the, because the referee was sitting on top of me. Oh, I couldn't really get up. He was sitting on top of me. Like, the ref was sitting on top of me. So I was on the ground like, all right, like, all right, let it go because the blue gloves off. Chris Reese got it. It's our ball. Perfect. Not knowing that, bro, get up with the ball. This is a monumental picture with you holding the ball <laughs> like this. Chris Reese has that picture, not me. I yeah. I literally just have this mental picture of what can you possibly say in a book when you have nothing to do with the play? <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I uh, I came up with the ball, even though JC did everything. Well, JC and, handed me the ball, and I came JC, up with it. And now here's my new book about it. That's right. <laughs> you need some royalties, brother. That's yeah, what, uh, yeah. a little I bit hope, of I hope you got a little bit of royalties off of that. Some. My God, that's that's like awesome. sitting there. That's like sitting there saying, "Yeah, we're going to start a show, and someone else is going to start taking the credit for it." Uh, so, so Randy, I know you asked me about that particular play in that Super yeah. Bowl. But I'm gonna tell you about a play that no one's ever gonna see because it never it never really happened. My second Super Bowl, I'm playing against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm playing for the New England Patriots. I didn't play any defense that day, so I'm selling out on special teams. Like I'm giving it every single thing I got on every single play. We had a design rush uh, on punt block to block the punt, and I've been working my moves all year. Like you know, like I've been. You know, I've beat guys before. I've blocked a couple points, punts in the league at this point in my career. And when I tell you I beat this guard clean, so clean, and, like, I was about to make my second big special teams play in the Super Bowl, and I felt the hand grab the inside of my oh. collar and twist me, and I just yep. fell down. Oh, and I got the holding call. Yeah. They threw, they threw the flag. But, bro, I was clean right there. I was going to swim. How'd you get around him? And I was going to block the punt and score a touchdown. You know why? Because I've been dreaming about it. I've been (laughs) thinking about it. I've been visualizing it. And it was going to happen. And I got held, Randy. They held me. (laughs) But karma. Bastards. But but karma with that whole entire situation was they went for the throw instead of the easy run. And you got yourself a ring out of it. Got myself a second ring, baby. Yeah, Yeah, man. (laughs) So with that, with that being said, uh, it is now prediction time. And guys, I, I, I'm off the hook, right? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, yeah we all off, are. Off we the all schneid. Are. We all. I, are. We ironically enough, we're the only ones that are off the schneid. The Giants are right in the middle of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to go last because we'll start with Ryan today. Uh, what, what do we go with this, this weekend? Where are we going? Since you know, you've, you, we both of, uh, all of us have labeled this the biggest game of the season. Yep. So, so yep. Ryan, you're going to start us off. Predictions. Yeah, I, I have to continue with my theme of blind optimism. Um, you know, I, I just I really do think that the Giants have a shot at this. I really do think that they're going to get some of their swagger back this week. It's a little bit of the mojo back. It's going to be another hard fought battle. It always is. Um, but I see the Giants coming out on top 28-24. Okay. Look, man, I'm leaning both ways. Mm-hmm. I know the Giants are underdogs, which where they like to be, they like they thrive in the underdog position. Um, I it's like I I I don't want to. I feel like if I go with the Commanders right now, it's like I gave up on the Giants. Speak your heart, brother. You know, like you... so I didn't give up on them yet, though, Ryan. I did it. Yeah, I did I not give up on I them. I still have faith. Is it as as it was again when they played the Texans? No. You know, I, it's not. I, I watched the last couple weeks, every single play. I watched it twice. You know, I'm not too confident. But if the guys can come back healthy and, and the Giants can correct what's been happening in the last few weeks and they are the playoff team that we think they could possibly be, I think they have to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they can win this game. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a game where – both teams have turnovers, yeah, and the Giants have to win that turnover battle. I think it's going to be somewhere along the lines of a twenty-one to seventeen type deal, New York Giants. Go with the Giants, all right. 
for for me, momentum is such a scary thing. And uh, I think the Giants, I think the Giants are looking at this in two different ways. One, they're very angry about the last two weeks and they want to write the ship. I really do think they want to write the ship. Um, but I also look at what Washington has been able to put together and they're believing in, um, they're believing in their quarterback. Maybe it's because of the Jordans. Uh, maybe it's because, you know, playing well with him. Um, I think it's the Jordans though. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, you don't see my Jordans. Bro? I, I see your Jays. I see your Jays. I see your Jays. They have Pat mystic powers. <laughs> Mystical powers. They're there. Um, both teams have been doing so well defensively. I, for some reason, though, I, I am, I'm sorry. I'm a negative Nelly on this. I, I see more consistency with Washington's offense than the Giants' offense. Again, I know, understand you're missing people on the offensive line and the situation with the wide receivers and Saquon and everything else like that. And now, even though I'm off the hook, like JC sort of said it right. This, this is either going. This is going to be a crook. This is going to be a battle. This is going to be an NF an NFC East battle, and Giants have always seemed to have the upper hand with Washington compared to the other two teams in the division. Um, I guess for the first time this season, I can honestly say that I'm gonna I'm probably gonna go with the Giants twenty three twenty. Wow! Yeah, I'm a, like, and trust me, All it's right. I'm saying twenty three twenty, but that can score can just as easily go the other way just because yeah. of 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 how this is. Um. I really and and I know I've been very negative about Daniel on the show. I really want him to succeed because he's yeah. a really he's a really good guy. And this now he is entering the stretch of the season where he can. This is this is his proving ground. This is where he can earn his contract. This is where he can show that he belongs as a starting quarterback in the NFL and not be a game manager. This is where he can step up and play. And you know what, Saquon Barkley, you got you got to feed him. You have to feed him the ball because it, it's like basketball. You 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 always have your number one guy. The number one guy is, is going to set the tone for everybody else. The last two games, Saquon hasn't been able to set the tone for the Giants. Yep. We so, got to hit on all cylinders, right? I mean, yeah. if we're going to win, it's got to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And you know what? And I, I think JC has, has said it right all season long, you know, the, you know, not, Brian, you and I have never been in that locker room as a player. What it's been like to put put a helmet on and and hit pads again. You know, my my people handle their contracts. They don't they don't put the they don't put the pads on. Yes. Um, the simple fact of the matter is this team has helped bring the like set the tone in New York, and it's got this fan base believing that fan base is going to be there, and they're going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And J- and JC, you were here for, the, for some pretty tough times. When you're pl- when you you felt it in 2016, when this team is playing, that crowd is rabid. Oh yeah, and, and there's nothing like having a New York Giants rabid fan base behind you, and they're going to be there, out there on Sunday in in the thousands, ready to go. You know what? What adds to that? The weather, of course, being cold, and you look mm. at some of these storied franchises you got to throw the giants in there you got to throw the packers in there you got to throw the steelers in there the bears and i was told this i went to school in wisconsin and a a girl i was dating when i was at school i would ask her i said man it's so cold like you still going out and like 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 with a dress on and it's like zero degrees she said yeah you got to just drink more 
So <laughs> just expect, expect because it's getting colder outside. I think the liquor is going to be flowing a little bit more and a little bit earlier so you can bear with the cold. And that has, for me, like I get excited knowing that the fans are going to show up a little bit drunk. A little bit. Love that. That's when they just don't care and they're screaming at the top of their lungs and all they want to see is their team win. That is all they want to see. All they want to see. They don't care if they're losing early. They don't care. They just want to see their team win. That is all they want to see. I I got to tell you, there's nothing more entertaining when after the uh, after the game, win or loss, you walk through that that uh, hallway of MetLife Stadium downstairs, and you walk by that little you know the, the was it the, the police station area there, and you listen to some of those fans <laughs> say tell the reason why there you know like I remember I think I think it was the game you got hurt in seventeen and we lost the four receivers. There was a there was a <laughs> there was a guy screaming out there. Yelling at a police officer, he was like, "You gotta leave me alone! I just lost my receivers. We just lost five straight. You don't know what it's like." And I'm sitting Listen, there, I'm like, "Randy, my lawyer told me I'm not supposed to talk about that." Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just no, but you, you listen. I listened to that guy. I was like, first off, I didn't know this guy was part of the team. He's talking about saying he lost his receivers. He lost, he lost it straight. It, it, no. it means something to him, Randy. Yeah. You know, it it no. means something. You know if. You know, and and I always tip my hat off to the fans, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you ever, I mean, all of us have done it before, but like for those that haven't done it, to sit in the 20 degrees, 30 degree weather for four and a half hours, that's a level of commitment that you have to have on top of Mm -hmm. paying for tickets, Mm -hmm. season ticket holders, dealing with the parking, dealing with the, the traffic in the morning. Like there's so many things that... That go into the other asshole Giants fans, right? Yeah, (laughs) that go into you participating in this event. There's a lot of things that go into it, and then you got to deal with the the, you know the assholes on the road. You know, this is New Jersey, guys. We're talking about the the most (laughs) disrespectful drivers in the world. (laughs) The coldest game I've ever experienced, and this again, this was also a member of the media, but we were so cold we felt it coming through the glass. 2017, that final game of the season against Washington that Spags was coaching Oof. after McAdoo went down, it was like 30. The, the, the stadium felt like it was 30 below. And, and I just remember like 20 minutes before game time, I took it. I have the picture still. I took a picture of the stadium and they're, they're like, well, it's a sold out crowd. I was like, there's maybe 10,000 people here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they may have sold all the seats, but there's not it asses was, and all those it seats. Was, it, was, it was rough. But then you rewind just a year before that last Dallas game. And it was brick. It was so cold. I think the score was like 10 to 6 yep. or something like that. But that the Giants ended up getting it done. That was such an exciting game. It oh. was sold out. It was a that lot was of people at that out, game man. for Ooh. sure. But yeah, they want to see winners, man, and the Giants have the opportunity yeah. to to after this week to kind of be in the driver's seat of that, I guess, second wild card spot over the 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 commanders mm-hmm. because now there'll be a full game and a half above the commanders. You know, you know, I would love to um talk to the fan base. I think, you know, JC, I know you you and I were both talking about getting to the stadium early and and, and being out there with the people. I think I'm going to try that this week. I'm going to go out there a little early and I want to talk to some of the fan base about how they feel. And, you know, uh, 
if you ever want to find a real good crowd at uh at MetLife Stadium before a giant game, just find LPG and he'll yeah. right, 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 right. Um there's a lot of stuff going on, man. I went a little early, man. There's so many different things going on in the stadium. You don't realize as a player how big a NFL parking lot is. Oh god, yeah. Bro, I parked like some like you and, and the guys know, like I, I I'm I'm almost like all the way healed up, you know, but at one point. I was, you know, severely limping, you know, around, you know, to get around, you know, and 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 I had a scooter at one point. Nice. I I remember parking and like I was walking and I'm like, man, I've been walking for like 20 minutes, like just to get to yeah. the stadium. And you don't realize how big the stadium is and how much goes on. Because yeah. when you're a player, you literally drive. And you don't you don't go through the parking lot. You drive on the main streets, and you go right in the parking lot. A you mm-hmm. park and you walk right in. There's some fans there, but you don't see that there's tens of thousands of people doing stuff in the parking lot. They're drinking, they're smoking, they're grilling, say, they're having that, a good time. Do that walk after ten beers. Let's see how t- how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you realize you're walking around the, your, your area of parking. You might not get to where you want to yeah, go. Right. You show beers. up at the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Hey, I did it, Daniel Jones. Oh man! Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. How did I end up at the arena? Yeah. And it's closed. What the hell? Damn! <laughs> I just I just go to the mall. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, with, with that with that being said, though, um, and we we did the predictions, and I'm looking forward to uh, the game. I will leave everybody. Game. I'll leave every. I'll leave with this uh, with a funny story because I was on the phone with Ryan the whole time the day of the Detroit Detroit game. Uh, JC, I don't think you know the story. So. Um, I had a little bit of a rough weekend, the weekend of the Detroit game. Ryan knows about that. And uh, we were in the city the night before for a concert. We bought the whole family. My wife asked me to hold uh, her keys. And I put her keys in my jacket pocket. And I had my keys in my other pocket. So we get home from the city. We get home like around 1 o'clock in the morning. And I wake up early. I did everything I needed to do to help get the kids squared away so I can be at the game while they're doing their own thing. Head over to the stadium. I'm on the phone with Ryan. We're talking a little bit about the game. We're going in. I do my little Facebook live thing that I like to do walking into the stadium. And I was getting ready to walk in through security, get ready to scan my credential. And I go in my pocket to grab the uh, credential, pull it on my neck. And I reach in again and look in my left pocket. I had my wife's keys in my pocket. Two sets of keys. I had both sets of keys. Now, JC, you know my family. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how we got to get everybody along. Yeah. As soon as I saw that those keys were in my pocket. I dived right back to the car and I drove all the way back out to Mount Olive and I had Ryan on the phone with me the whole time. And my big debate was after I dropped the keys off, do I make a, do I make a mad dash? And we just both said, you know what? It's just (laughs) the higher, the higher powers didn't want me in the stadium for that Detroit game. So that was what happened for Detroit, man. Bro, put your feet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put your feet up. Miss much. That's right. right. That was a good one to miss. The the thing we were laughing about was I shut that game midway through the third quarter. I'm like, it ain't gonna get much better. You had the option. This time you had you had the option when you're at home. You can't do that when you're at the stadium. Yeah, I tried to shut the game off while I'm at the stadium. Nothing really happens though. I go like that. (laughs) I go like that. Nothing goes. Guys, follow the show um, on all podcast platforms as well as our social media platforms. Uh, JC, what do you think about the idea 
maybe this week we uh, do a little Instagram live from the stadium. Like before the game? You can even before the game hop on there. Hop, hop on there with some fans. You could, you know, just do a live video. Let everybody know where they can, you know. Yeah, we could do that. I'll yeah. be down to do that. We got to yeah, get there early, though. We got to get there at the latest 10 o'clock. Yeah, well, that's that's the game plan. And then at halftime, maybe you and I will will sit next to each other in that little media dining room and we'll do a quick live video, show everybody that we're I alive. Got a, I got my little two-minute segment with Lance Meadow at halftime. Okay. So we, would, we could do it. Mean? We can yeah, do it we right after. We can do right, it right after. after. We'll find yeah. each other. You know what you got to do? You got to come find me. Like, come, come sit with me because I have a lot of open seats with me. We sit in the first row. So come on down, hang out with us. Okay. You know, I promise you'll have a good time. The I'm big media start. room? You're right. You're, you're, you're there in the front? That's what you're yeah. talking about, the media room? Yeah. The press room. Yeah. The press room. Yeah, the press the press, room. yeah like the press yeah. box when you go, when you're yeah. watching the game, just go straight down. We sit, we sit in the front row. Yeah. I usually, I usually watch the first half with Paul Dottino. Me and yeah. Paul, Paul's a crazy man the whole game, <laughs> but I like talking to him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he gives me, he gives me some great perspective, perspective. Um, I, I like listening to him. You know, he's a, mm. he's very smart and he's very giant, man. Like, you know, oh, for God, me, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm giants, you know, but like I played for other franchises, you know? So like I have some type of, you know, uh, affliction towards sure. these teams, you know? Not the Tino. The Tino is 100% Giants, all bleed blue, bleed blue every single day. Like, he's like that. And and I respect that a lot from him. For he, sure. he knows every play. You, I'll be like, do you remember that play uh, back in 2016 against the Patriots? He was, oh, yeah, when Landon dropped it. I was like. Right. Yeah. Before that's I even got there. Tino. Like, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he just knows it. And. Yeah, you like that's how I am with a lot of things too. You know, you just know it. You know, the, because it, it means so much to you. Yeah. You know, and that's when you when you care about something and you love something that much. You can ask me about Nets basketball, man. Back from like you know the J Kid days, you can you can ask me about a triple double against Phoenix on a on a Friday night in February. I'll know exactly what his stat line is. It's just. It's because you care and you love it, man. That's for the love of the game. For the love of the game. So, guys, follow the show um, on all podcast platforms, social media platforms. That guy right there, JC, he is on Instagram and he is on Twitter. Ryan Darlington. We we might expand his social media platforms. I'm on. I'm on Tinder. He's on. He's on. He's on fans only. He doesn't have a page, but he just he just looks at women. That's what he does. You know, that's what we do. I'm on Instagram, uh, Randy BSP. On Twitter, Randy BSP. Uh, Of course, back sports page. And uh, you know, again, JC, thank you for being so gracious with your time and uh, talking football with us. And you know, we 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 look forward to it all week long. And let's go Giants. Let's go Washington and New York. 1 p.m. MetLife Stadium. Be there. Let's go Big Blue. Big Blue. Sure. Fellas, See, everybody. Good night. See everybody next week. All right.